0: Welcome to the Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Vincent Williams, and I am joined as always by my partner. Hey, what's up? How is your boy? This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And on this stop of the mission, we got something hot off the presses. <laughs> yes, we do. Just premiering a few we- Has it been a few weeks at this point? A few weeks ago. It, it premiered in January. Yes. The Kenya Barris directed, Kenya Barris and Jonah Hill written You People, starring Jonah Hill, Lauren London, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Julia Louise Dreyfus, and of course, Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. This was the choice of Lynn Webb. But before we talk about You People and them people. Well, and
1: speaking of you people,
0: those people.
1: I think it's a misnomer to say that it was my choice. <laughs> See, already with the disclaimers, because I have heard from almost every strata of missionary there
0: is that we should talk about you people. That we should talk
1: about you people.
0: And you got to give the people, give the people, give what the they people want. what they want. So there you go. It's your choice, missionaries. That's right.
1: I am enjoying these last few days of just doing this kind of like old school type of video thing, but I cannot wait until March 7th, ladies and gentlemen, Mm. Vincent and I will be broadcasting from our new studio, Manny Young Studios here in Philadelphia. I took Vincent there last week for a tour Mm -hmm. of the studio and safe to say you came away from that impressed, Vincent? It,
0: It is. I cannot wait for folks to see the new look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very nice space, very mm-hmm. nice space. Looking forward to it.
1: I am looking forward to it as well.
0: Although, as you said, I I, I do love our setup here. I know, I know. You yeah. like the hominess. I of know, it. I know. You, I know. You're running around like Han Solo and Scotty, <laughs> but from Star Trek. But
1: yes, as the man who gets to come in and sit down. Yeah, and pretty much I'll, watch there, me. There you go. There you go. You love this. Setup. I I do. I do. So. The good thing about our new setup, I will be able to come in.
0: Also, we can both sit and watch. And just sit and there watch. There you go. And just be like,
1: "Is my light on?"
0: Is my light on? Yes. <laughs> which, which camera am I? Which Which talking camera? To? Right, 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 right. I think you follow the red light. Exactly. I think you follow the red light. So. so I can't wait for that. Yeah.
1: Um, but that'll be coming up in two weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Before then, Vincent and I next week we are actually going to be. At Brynmar Film Institute. Oh, that in is next week, isn't it? Yes, it is. Oh uh, Lord. For a screening of a warm December Tuesday, February 28th at 7 p.m. in Brynmar, P.A. Vincent and I will be there to host a nice little talk back to that film, which we will also be reviewing next yes. week here on the Show Mission. How are we going to do it? Wait and see. Just you wait and see. But uh, we are going to be both places and we are going to make it fun. (laughs) Yes, yes, we are. All right. All right. Um, Let's get into our show. Let's get into our show. Let's get hard into it. We do not have any listener mail.
0: No, no, No missives from the missionaries.
1: No, we do not. But we did learn just as we were turning on the camera. Yes. That 2023 is
0: an auspicious movie anniversary. Yes, that may or may not concern us. That's correct.
1: Because 2023 is the 30th anniversary of the thriller, The Crying
0: Game. The Crying Game. I know that there is to know about The Crying Game. Remember that was the Boy George theme. Boy George was, he. He sang the theme. What's that? Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. Yeah. This film, uh, actually, was released in 92, 1992, But that was only in Venice and the UK, right? And it got its more um general release. General release in June of nineteen ninety three. Yeah. This was a movie from nineteen ninety uh, two, three. Like I spoken of, ladies and gentlemen, written and directed by Neil Jordan, starring mm-hmm. Stephen Ray, Miranda Richardson, Andre Dunbar, Ralph Brown, Forrest Whitaker, and Jay Davidson. Jay Davidson, that's right. It's a movie that explored themes of race, sex, nationality, and sexuality against the backdrop of the Troubles in Northern Ireland at the time. Davidson, um, well, the, the film follows the character Fergus, played by Stephen Ray, who is a member of the IRA, Mm -hmm. who has a brief but meaningful encounter with a British soldier, played by Forrest Whitaker, who is being held prisoner by the group. Fergus later develops an unexpected romantic relationship with Jody's lover, Dill, played by Jay Jay Davidson, whom Fergus promised Jody would take care of. Fergus is then forced to decide between what he wants and what his nature dictates. He must do. Do, um, and now, give people what was the the controversy? Well, not, not the controversy so
0: much, but the story,
1: the bigger backstory behind the Crying Game. Well,
0: I mean, you know, it's, it's 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 sort of like the um In Night Shyamalan, where the the twist kind of eclipsed the film itself. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times, if the film is good enough. The, the, you don't need the the twist yeah. to pull you in, um, and and you know I think after thirty years we can go we, ahead. And, yeah, we can spot. Right, right. Jay Davidson is a, a tr- plays Dill is a trans woman. Right, Dill is a trans woman, and Stephen Steve Ray's character figures that out mm-hmm. in the film, mm-hmm. and then you know as you said it addresses issues of sexuality and gender, and <clears throat> and it's been a bit controversial. Yeah. Like, like, there's a lot of argument about how well it aged or mm-hmm. how well it didn't age. Mm-hmm. Certainly, at the time, I don't think we had the sensitivity in language that's very true to deal with this subject matter mm-hmm. with the sensitivity that, you know, in the best case, we do now. But I seem to remember it being a film, you know, full disclosure, I probably haven't seen the Crying Game. In 20 years. Oh, wow. That means you saw it more than once. I do yeah. saw it the one time. Yeah. But I remember enjoying it. Um, I remember enjoying it. I think that's what put Steve Ray on my map. Okay. And Jay Davidson didn't work much mm-hmm. after the crying game. He, and I, and I do believe he used male pronouns, like he, he portrayed a trans woman, but I believe he used male pronouns. He was in um, Stargate. Yes. Stargate, which is not a great movie, but he was pretty good in it. Yeah.
1: So, and I mean he was good in this. He received an Academy Award nomination for best supporting actor.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: in the The Crying Game. Now you posited
0: when cuz were the one that filled me in Right, uh, right that this may fall under our purview as a black film because you know as you said it deals with race. Mm-hmm. You know, um J Davidson is very much, if not the protagonist, the 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 character you're drawn to the most mm-hmm. in the film. Forest Whitaker is in it, but if you remember, Forest Whitaker isn't not, in it a long time. Yeah, so it might be stretching the limits of our definition of a black film. Yeah, but
1: that that was my concern about yeah. it. But I mean, there probably maybe is an argument to be made that see I don't remember how much. Definitely, there's talk of his sexuality. Sure. But I don't remember how much of... The race part. The race part is Sure. And and I think you would need that component to win the argument. Sure. To sway it in the other way. But I mean, it's it's definitely an argument to be made. Yeah. Uh, It's a curio piece. Um, And I don't know outside of its exercise, whether or not I'd be interested in returning sure, to it, but,
0: sure. you know. Hey. Well, you know, if, if you've never seen it, I would say it's worth a watch. <sighs> I don't
1: know. I, I guess so, because, like, but I feel like I really like
0: the performances.
1: I like the performances, too, but I guess, to me, like, do, when you say does it age well, I'm I'm really wondering
0: how sure, much. It aids, sure, you know, sure. I, I I read a retrospective earlier today, and and there's a there's a moment where where people in the trans community have 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 talked about how when Steve Ray characters actually realizes that Dill is trans, he he throws up.
1: Yeah, yeah. I seem to remember some type of like reaction definitely like a yeah. physical reaction right.
0: that he goes through but the argument is is that the film saying this is something that that would elicit that reaction
1: or is it his character or
0: is the is it the character and right. certainly the way dill is portrayed throughout the film like, it
1: was in line with his character,
0: and I feel like Dill was the most fully realized character in the film in the entire movie. Steve. Yeah, um, and this is a movie
1: that put Stephen Ray on my radar. Right, I probably put him on right,
0: like, right. On a radar like radar. I do remember, I was so torn afterwards, where I, I wanted these two crazy kids to make it work. <laughs> where I was like, okay, Stephen Ray, I, I understand your reservations. Okay. But I feel like y'all could make this work. Y'all can make it work. Yeah, so. Give love a chance. Give it a chance. Let love rule. Let love rule. Okay. This crazy world. That's right. Okay. All so. Okay. Anyway, happy anniversary to all involved. Happy anniversary to the crying game. Happy anniversary to the crying game. <laughs> all right. What else did Neil Jordan direct? Because I feel like I've seen a couple of his films.
1: Oh, he's done um, he did the crying game. Um, he created the Borges. On um Showtime, a show that I, I kinda had time for. Okay. He directed We're No Angels from nineteen eighty nine. Um Oh, is that the um where where they're pretending to be Priest. Priest Robert De Niro and Sean Penn.
0: I like I We're love No that movie. Angels. I watched that
1: movie maybe once every few years. <laughs> I, I really that movie. like that That movie. is a funny That is a funny like movie. movie. Okay. Yeah. He, that that's a good movie. That's a good time. Uh so he did that. He also uh, did Michael Collins Michael Liam Collins Neeson. is good stuff. That was good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh he hasn't done it his most recent movie was from well nineteen twenty uh twenty twenty two. He d- he returned to work with Liam Neeson in Marlowe, um doing a an adaptation of a Philip Mar- Marlowe
0: Interesting story. Actually I might be interested in, yeah. Checking out. Everything you just said about that sounds interesting, yeah. Liam Neeson, and I gotta say, you got Liam Neeson's in it, Jessica Lang, yeah. That, okay, that actually might be pretty cool, <laughs> right. It's like, oh, right, this time. I was about to say, jot that down,
1: <laughs> Marlo, right? Okay, all right, or, all right, right. I'm, I'm with you. All right, I'm well, shout out to Neil Jordan. uh, sh- uh, uh speaking of 1989. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go on your podcast catcher of choice. Yes. And you can subscribe to the Michelle Mission presents the class Ah. of 1989. Our new, brand new podcast, mini-series, documentary series.
0: Documentary series, that's right. Where we documentarians
1: six months. (laughs) We are Yes, we're documentary. That's right. Yes. Um Give me a tweed jacket.
0: <laughs> I'm not getting you a tweed and a jacket. Turtleneck. With the arm patch. I was about to say the, the arm patch and the turtle naked and start smoking up. I'm pipe. about to say you're gonna get a pipe. That's right.
1: Oh my goodness. And corduroy pants. Oh yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs>
1: All right. Welcome
0: I, to the class of nineteen eighty nine. You know you sound like that on the show. This was a banner year. I know, right? <laughs> you do sound like <laughs> that. Nineteen eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. It's a banner year. (laughs) But I'm sorry. Please continue. Where was
1: Yes. The class of 1989. (laughs) A a six part documentary series that Vincent and I, along with fellow missionary Maurice Poplar, Hey, Mopop. Produced all of last year, and it's finally seeing the light of day. You can subscribe to it on the podcast catcher of your choice, whether it be Apple, Spotify, or wherever. And the show will premiere on March sixth, so that's when the first episode will drop. But subscribe, and you can listen to the trailer. Uh, we have some of your favorite past guests of the Show Mission or our Talking Heads on this documentary as we look at six films from 1989 that had a profound effect on Hollywood and cinema then and now. And those six films would be
0: Do the Right Thing, Driving Miss Daisy, Glory, Lean On Me, Harlem Nights, Nights, and A Dry White Season. Yes. Six films from
1: 1989 each with their own specific importance in Hollywood that coalesced as the class of 1989. Check that out on the podcast catcher of your choice. Okay? All right. All right. All right.
0: Top five, who's your top five?
1: Top five, where top I present cash. a list, and Vince my talks about it.
0: <laughs> yes, as one five. does. Now about a
1: list. Previously on the Michonne Mission, <laughs> my top five. we featured Ranker.com's For God's sake! Next <laughs> thing, I'd, I'd actually forgotten about that. <laughs> of their top five. TV black couples.
0: Right, right.
1: As voted on by their fans.
0: 35 year old white guys. <laughs> A theme throughout this episode. I, I
1: don't think it was 35 year old Pretty white sure guys. Pretty sure it was
0: 35 year old white guys. I don't, old white
1: guys. <laughs> I don't think 35 year old white guys were on Ranker.com and saw their saw fit to rank Whitley and um, Dwayne Dwayne from a different world as the number one black TV couple. Mm. Um, but they did, whoever goes to ranker.com, list them as the number one TV couple. We featured their top five or six last week in a list that shall we say Vincent had problems. Oh, just oh
0: I oh I had the problem. <laughs> you were good with it? Were you good with it? You won't put that in in like a, a time capsule and and say that that's the top five. What have happened with time capsules? Seemed to be like it seemed like we were burying time capsules all the time when we were kids. Isn't it time to be digging some of them up? Didn't it seem like we were always burying time capsules when we were kids.
1: Okay, so the most recent time capsule would have been buried in probably. Usually like 18. Cause I think they bury them like every 100 years. I think they
0: talked about them. I think they only bury them. The only like bury they only bury them Like I like sense. we were always burying Tom capsules. I don't,
1: I don't think we were, Vincent. I think they were just, just a trope. It's
0: like stories. Tom capsules, the Bermuda Triangle, and quicksand I thought would be much bigger issues in mm-hmm. my adulthood. And, and yet Bigfoot topped them all. <laughs> I mean, even that Well, I thought the Bigfoot thing would have been resolved by now.
1: Well, it has been. Has it? Yes.
0: It has. Did I'm you sorry. not see In Search Of? <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes, I had the problem with the list. You were good with the list.
1: Well, I had some Okay, then. Some also some issues. Okay,
0: with, with we had a problem with Ranker. the list. Yes, a exactly. listing
1: of black TV couples. So, I promise and I deliver. Yes. Len's top five black tv couples all right all right all right starting with number five number five top black tv couples okay okay which i'm going to be correcting a wrong of
0: mine okay the
1: one wrong of mine from last week okay outside of outsourcing the list of-
0: outside of right right besides right. that how was the play mrs lincoln
1: and that is at number five. Number
0: five.
1: Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv from the first season of The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. She was
0: on there more than one season. Okay,
1: well, it, 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 she was at least on the first season I know. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, something tells me she wasn't on.
0: She first. was on there for a while because she got pregnant. The character Aunt Viv got pregnant on the show, and then they replaced her with new Aunt Viv. Before she had the baby? Yeah. That's a shame. So, you know, if she was around long enough to be pregnant with Nikki, she was around two or three seasons, I think. I don't
1: know if she was around two
0: or three seasons. If only there was some type of miraculous device that we could use to see. Dig up the time capsule
1: and see if there's one in there. How... Long original Aunt Viv was, was on. on the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I am correcting a wrong from last week, ladies and gentlemen, where I included in my in the listing because I believe they were number four last week according to Ranker dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, but I included in a, a picture of Daph uh, Daphne Reed.
0: Right, right, right. And, and, and God bless Daphne Reed. Yeah, you I know mean, we like Daphne Reed, but you know, come on, yeah. Nobody think about her on The Fresh Prince. <laughs> They're not. They're not. We all love Daphne Reed, but ain't nobody think about Daphne Reed on The Fresh Prince. Okay. All right. Go ahead. I thought you were looking it up. To I am looking we, it up before we so. And, and and tell me the
1: actress's name again. Who
0: oh, played. Janet Hubert. Janet Hubert. That's her. Janet right. Hubert and Janet Hubert. Yeah, three seasons. Okay, she did three seasons. Yeah, first three
1: three seasons. So Janet Huber, as Aunt Viv, for the first three seasons of The Fresh
0: Prince of Bel-Air, they are my number five black TV couple. Solid couple. That's a solid couple? Solid couple at number five. That's a solid couple. You you know, before we get into it, you know, I always say, did they show them as a couple? And and I think while they showed them as a couple, obviously The Fresh Prince really focused on Will. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But they
0: their but they chemistry. Were, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Right there. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a shame she didn't uh, uh, stay with the show. But hey, she, I think she does make an appearance on the reboot. I, no.
0: Sh- well, see, the funny no, thing doesn't. is Second Aunt Viv does. So,
1: yeah. Second it's Reed
0: Reed does. Yeah. Okay. Was Janet Hubert on the first season? I don't remember. Maybe she was. Because I know they've reconciled.
1: They have reconciled. Yeah, They reconciled for that reunion. Yeah, for for
0: the reunion, but yeah.
1: Number four. Number four. Number four. Lens. Lynn. Top five black TV couples. Top five
0: black TV couples.
1: Kyle and Maxine from Living Single. It's a good one. This is a good one. Now, they're number four for me because one, I had a, and still have, a huge crush on Erica Alexander, so, good-looking woman, and I just love their like their push and pull, they're mm-hmm. they're joking with one another, their give and take that they had with one another. You know, will they, won't they, for so many years on the show, and then when they did. It worked, yes. Because sometimes that doesn't work.
0: Right, 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 right. Sometimes you moonlight it, yeah. moonlighting it, and then it, yeah, exactly, yeah,
1: exactly. Um, harking back to an, another old series, um, but this it worked, and it and, and and it and it felt real, and it felt true, and it honored both their um, skills as an actor and the natural chemistry
0: that they had developed over those years. I one hundred percent agree with this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like them as a couple. And I like them as a young black professional mm-hmm. couple, which you know, you still don't see that often. Not often. It's usually
1: that usually, because these two they were definitely on the same right. plane, the same level. Right. You know what I mean? There's right. usually like a little bit of leveling when you see right. it, but it, it's, it wasn't the case here. Right and it was beautiful beautiful to behold so that's my number 4
0: number 4 right, I'm doing good so far so far so good
1: all right number 3
0: number 3
1: George and Louise mm. from the Jeffersons like them as a couple I love them as a couple okay I love them absolutely as a couple couple because just like the honeymooners just like on all in family no matter how much bombass George Jefferson threw around that apartment, mm-hmm. you knew
0: he would melt in front of Wheezy. Mm-hmm. He loved Wheezy. You know what always distracted me about the Jeffersons? What? Always thought Sherman Helmsley and Roxy Roker had more chemistry than Sherman Helmsley and um, Isabel, Sanford. Isabel Sanford.
1: See, that's interesting because I did feel the chemistry... Well, first of all, I think the chemistry of that cast, that was a very smart cast. Mm-hmm. It, it, so everybody had chemistry mm-hmm. with one another. I did feel the chemistry between Helmsley and Roxy Roker, but they felt like they were. I could see them going out after the show and getting a drink together, mm-hmm. being good friends. Yeah, okay. I actually felt that Isabel Sanford and Sherman Hemsley as George and Louise Jefferson actually... Their chemistry was they
0: felt like a married couple to me, yeah. I, I, I she was always, she was also really desexualized to me. And you know, in real life, she's like 10 years older than him. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I never really, like, I, you know, it's the Jefferson, you gotta like the Jeffersons, like, it's sort of in your contract, Mm -hmm. you gotta like the Jeffersons, but as a couple. You know, all right, I'm gonna go along with it because it's like I honor I honor the Jeffersons, but
1: I like them. And and, and the other thing that I liked about them is that they were so good together that there were episodes, especially later on in the series Mm -hmm. where they were allowed to be a comedy team. Right now, that's true and and I appreciated that
0: yeah I like that part
1: you know yeah so, you know she, she gave us good she got laughs as well okay so okay I liked it because it would have been very easy for her to be just solely the straight man exactly. in that apartment to George and to um Tom not Tom I'm thinking of uh Bentley no the maid.
0: Florida, not Florida. Um Not Florida. Alice, not Alice Um Oh lord, they about to take our black cards. If that I was know, a th- I can't If remember. that was a thing that actually existed, we were about to get them taken. How did we just forget the name. Florence. Florence. Yeah. Florence. Yeah.
1: I was I was and I was I was seeing Flo and I was like no that's not it. Right that's right right. Alice.
0: That's right, the, right, right. But
1: anyway, but it would have been very easy for Wheezy to be the straight man between the two of them. Right. But she got her laughs too and then there were times that they just bounced off each other as a comedy team. I love them. Alright. Uh, George and Louise. Number three. Number two. Number two. Now this is only going to be controversial because this is indeed a personal selection. Okay. I mean it's your, your... And it's, but it's my list. There you go. And this is Marcus and Mia mm. from the TV show Love Life, yeah, season two, yeah, which was on um, HBO, yeah. yeah it's
0: a, it's a shame we're recommending. You, you know, HBO took it off.
1: I, I know they and they took it off their their platform, yeah. Um which, which I can only hope means that they are going to eventually like sell it to yeah. someplace else like Netflix or something yeah. like that, and it, it'll it'll air there. Um, but Marcus and Mia were on the second season of, of Love Life, which was this anthology series on HBO Max, ladies and gentlemen. They were played by Vincent, uh, favorite William Jackson Harper, mm-hmm. and uh, Jessica Williams. Also, another favorite of mine. Quietly, and I, I like yeah, them both as yeah. well. Um, and in this series, it's an anthology, but what it did is it followed one year in the life uh, in the love life of its protagonists. Mm-hmm. The first season focused on uh, the actress Anna Kendrick. Yes. She plays, a, plays a, a young lady who gets married and goes through the whole rig- rigmarole. And it ends with her marriage on in that first season. And Marcus is a guest at her wedding. Right. And then the second season picks up right there, I think, at the reception for the wedding. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it picks up Marcus, and it then follows him through that second year. Um, and that is where, at I believe it is on the... Out- Outside of the reception is where he meets the Jessica Williams right, character, right? And their romance d- right like develops throughout that whole year.
0: Probably worth noting, Marcus is married at the time.
1: He's married at the time. Well, that's so, the thing you have to. Re- so
0: that's part of the plot, frankly. Most definitely, yeah. and the
1: thing you have to recognize is that this is a show that that primarily follows one person's love life. So yes. Marcus is really our our lead in here, mm-hmm. but Jessica Williams, Mia becomes an integral part of this season. Yeah. Um and their romance is for me the stuff that dreams are made of.
0: I mean it's 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 real. It's, I was about to say it's very nuanced, it's very real.
1: It's it's, it's raw. It's raw. Yeah. It's 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 just it's beautiful. It, it really is. It it's beautiful in its depiction, it is beautiful in its in its landing with this being the only two seasons of this show, it landed perfectly. Yeah. Upon watching this, I recommended this to anyone and everyone that I know. Yeah. yeah. Um because I just thought it was a pitch perfect beautiful yeah. beautiful series. I loved it and 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 it's left an indelible mark with yeah. me. It's good stuff. All right. So that's my number two. Number two, unless you think I'm suffering from a recency bias by choosing
0: Marcus and Mia. Right, right. I bet I know what this. I bet I know what your number one is. Let's see my number two.
1: Okay, I don't think you're going to guess who my number one is, but I'm gonna give you two stabs at it. It's Rock.
0: God damn it. Yeah, it's Rock. I knew it's Rock. <laughs> God damn you, yeah. Vince.
1: Uh-huh. It's Rock and Eleanor. Yeah, I knew that.
0: From I knew that. Rock. Yeah, I knew it was Rock and Eleanor because they weren't on here yet.
1: How did you? How did you know?
0: Because after Cliff and Claire Huxtable, which is my ultimate number one, Rock and Eleanor are the greatest black couple that's ever been on television. My God, yes, they are.
1: They were so one hundred percent authentic in love. Charles Dutton and Ella Joyce, they their chemistry, they looked great.
0: Look, man! Oh my
1: god! And dude, from the moment the first time I, made, I think it's the first episode, Ella Joyce kisses Rock Kissing on that, on big, kisses on that dumb dumb big bald that, head,
0: that big old Rock head.
1: I was like, uh, this is the couple right that here. Was, It yeah, and and that show you want to talk about a smart show with nuance, funny, yeah, way before it's time. Oh, way before it's time. If rock was 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 a show in the days of streaming, it Mm -hmm. would be on its tenth season. Yeah, yeah. Such a great
0: show. It was Prestige Television years before. Yes. We were talking about
1: Prestige Sitcom Television. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. It's such such a fantastic show.
0: Yeah, like it was besides you know Hill Street Blues
1: St. Elsewhere. St.
0: Elsewhere Homicide Life on the Street. Mm -hmm. And as you said this was a comedy. Yes. Which I have to say All of the attempts at kind of prestige comedies, a lot of them weren't actually funny. Rock used to be funny. It used to be
1: funny. It it was. It was.
0: Like, it really was. It, 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 it was a master class
1: and then, in how to,
0: how to kind of go between these tones.
1: And then talk about master class. Remember, I think, I don't know if they, maybe the last couple of seasons, That's they right. did it, it live. They did it
0: live. Oh they did it live. God. That's right. They sure did. Oh my god, such a good show! Such a good show, ladies and I've gentlemen. told you my rock story. No, told you my rock story. So I went to see Fences.
1: I think I you have told when James Earl that.
0: Jones mm-hmm. was playing Troy. Mm-hmm. Actually, went for a class. When we went the show that we went to, James Earl Jones was sick. Right. And his understudy played Troy. And
1: that was. And his
0: understudy was Charles Dutton. Mm-hmm. But the entire cast of Rock was also in the show. In fact, I think Rockman Dun not Rockman Dunbar. Um what's Rock's brothers? The actor that plays Rock's brother. Is that, that's not Rockman Dunbar, is Rocky it?
1: Dunbar. Uh, it may be. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to tell you in... Give me
0: two seconds, and I will tell you. Who- he plays Troy's brother. He played Troy's brother in Fences.
1: That was Rocky Carroll.
0: Rocky Carroll. He actually played, Troy, played Troy's brother. So they played brothers. Oh, wow. In Fences. So then when I saw him on television, I was like, oh, wow. Mm. So... Y'all yeah, love right. You know, I'm Baltimore, dude.
1: Just shout out the entire cast, that main cast, Charles Dutton, yeah. Ella Joyce, Rocky Carroll, and Carl Gordon. Carl Gordon, wow. the great Carl Gordon, who plays Rock's widowed father. Yeah. In that phenomenal, phenomenal show. Is Rock streaming? That's a good question. That's if good I question. wanted to watch Rock, could I? Could I go watch, and watch Rock? God. Yeah, yeah. Set in Baltimore, he plays the Baltimore garbage collector. That's right, bringing home stuff
0: from trash, man. (laughs) Trash man. It's of course where we saw Clifton Powell for the first time. Really? Come on, dog. Clifton Powell played the drug dealer. No, but I
1: don't remember that was being like his debut. Oh my! I mean, that's. I mean, the show was from nineteen ninety one.
0: Did you know about Clifton Powell before rock? I just assumed try- that's where everybody knew him from. I'm trying to think. I, I called him Trash Man. I, I want to think Clifton Powell did
1: stuff before that. Not much, mind you. But no, no, no,
0: no. Yeah, it looks like you can buy it, but I don't think it's streaming. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Clifton Powell. Now you got to look up Clifton Powell. Clifton
1: Powell. Well, he, he, he has a small role in House Party in
0: 1990, Clifton Powell. House party, house party too, because he's party. pinky. House party. No, you right. You said house party. I'm thinking about Friday. Yeah. Who is he in house party? He mm. doesn't even have his character
1: doesn't even have a name. It's Shireen's brother. Um, oh, he sure is.
0: He sure is because he's at the house when they're making the Kool Aid. Right. Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. Right. right. And then of course he's in Minister Society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's hungry than Emma. Make some grits up in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess this is the movie that, uh, the show that put him on. Yeah! Um, he
0: was a neighborhood drug dealer.
1: Yeah. All right. All right, so there you go. There you go. Solid list. So I, I did good with did, my did list?
0: Did good. Did good. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Farrell uh, Blackwell says, um... As far as uh, the number two, which is Marcus and Mia, mm-hmm. nice pick. But I would have liked more episodes that showed them building a life together versus one or two. I think, and and that, that that's fair. That's a fair point. But the focus of the show was, to be fair, Marcus, right? Because he goes through a yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not going to spoil it. Yeah. but he goes mm-hmm. through some stuff. Yeah, he he goes through th- some stuff. Um. But Farrell Blackwell says he didn't see Rock coming. But I gotta admit, if Cliff, Cliff and Claire are going to get bumped, that's the the couple to bump them for.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, because a lot of them, and to, to to his point about um seeing the couple make a life together, it's it's it, it kind of speaks to what you said about um living single. Mm-hmm. And Maxine and um, Kyle, Kyle, you don't see a lot of couples as couples, like you see the courtship, mm-hmm. but oftentimes because of of things like moonlighting or Cheers, even when these couples get together, the writers don't really know how to have them as a couple, so one of the great things about rock is they were a couple and they were loving and and they went through things and you know they were a real couple yeah so yeah. so yeah there you go all right all right that's the key what you to
1: Six Degrees of Derville Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where Vincent will attempt to connect two actors of my choice in six movies or less
0: back to that one-man TV couple. That one-man TV couple, Derville Martin.
1: That's right. That's right. And Vincent, uh, I'm not going to lie, I think this is going to be hard for you. Okay. Okay. All right. I think we've got a couple of hard ones. For All me. right. All right. So, is there a theme? There is a theme. There is a theme. Uh we are reviewing you people, yes, tonight. You people which stars uh, uh along with Jonah Hill and Lauren London, ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Murphy and Julia Louis-Dreyfus. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Two rather successful um comedian actors who came out of the world of Saturday Night Live. True. True. So, Vincent. Yes. Would you like a woman who is someone who enjoyed her moment on Saturday Night Live? Okay. Or would you like an actor who people
0: were pretty happy to see leave Saturday Night Live? I'll pick the lady.
1: The lady. So we're
0: doing Saturday Night Live cast members. Yes, we are. All right. So six movies or less. Six movies or less. Connect Durville Martin. Dervil Martin two. Molly
1: Shannon.
0: Molly Shannon. Mm -hmm. Okay. See, see. Yeah, I told you. This is where you keep messing up, though. This is where you keep messing up. I messed up. This is where you messed up because what you fail to realize <laughs> okay is that durville martin mm-hmm. is of course in five on a black hand side with dick anthony williams correct who is in mo better blues with um denzel washington yes Who is in philadelphia with tom hanks yes who is in The Green Mile with Michael Clark Duncan? Okay. Who is in Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby with Molly Shannon? <laughs> but you refuse to watch <laughs> Talladega Nights, colon, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. So you don't know that. <laughs> What's that? I was caught unaware. <laughs> I keep telling you! Not watching Talladega Nights colon The Ballad of Ricky Bobby hurts nobody but yourself. But me. I
1: It is a blind spot that uh, I refuse to look into. Well, you know what? You're going to keep picking people who were in it. For fear that I might be blinded. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh, <laughs> that was anticlimactic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think what else was Molly Shannon in? Because she didn't get a spin off movie, did she?
1: Out of uh,
0: Saturday Night uh, Yeah. I believe actually she
1: did. It did not do well.
0: Was that the, the, the Catholic girl one? Yes. Superstar. Superstar. 1999. I actually remember Superstar. Who else is in Superstar? Uh, she is in that
1: movie with. Wow, that, that actually looks like it might be Will Ferrell.
0: I'm going to say is Will Ferrell is Will Farrell in Superstar? I think Will Ferrell
1: yeah. is in is in uh, Superstar with her. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right, we're well, very good. All right, all
0: right. And who was the gentleman who enjoyed a moment on Saturday Night Live, and then they tried to get they, they want him to go? They were happy to see him leave. But is this is this from the infamous year? No. Okay. No, 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 all right. No, no. Who's this? This would be Chevy Chase. Oh, Chevy Chase, because he's an asshole. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> So, how do I want to get to Chevy Chase? How do I want to get to a Chevy Chase movie? Okay. This is how I will get to Chevy Chase. Durville Martin is in. Okay, here you go. Here you go. This is how I'm going to get to him. And this is going to be a a weird little path. So Durville Martin is, of course, in the final come down with Billy D. Williams, Mm -hmm. who is in Empire Strikes Back with Carrie Fisher. Okay. Who was in the Blues uh, Brothers. Nah, I know where you're going. With John Belushi,
1: mm-hmm.
0: who was in Caddyshack. No.
1: No, he's not. No,
0: he's not. He's not in Caddyshack. But she is in the Blues Brothers with... um. Oh, shit. Bill Murray isn't in the Blues Brothers. No, he's not in the Blues Brothers. But she's in the Blues Brothers with, because um, I, st- I think I still have space, Donna. What I, what have I done so far? You did Billy D. Billy D. So you did- Carrie Fisher.
1: So you got space.
0: Yeah, so Billy D. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher is in. Um, you're,
1: you're in the right place.
0: Is in the Blues Brothers with. Um, this might be the long way, but it's fun. Mm-mm. With um Dan Aykroyd, mm-hmm. who's in Ghostbusters, with Bill Murray, mm-hmm. who's in um Caddyshack, with Chevy Chase. Very good. Yeah,
1: you went one movie over extra. You didn't have to go to. What's Chevy Chase in? Because when once you got to. Um, Blues Brothers with Dan Aykroyd. Mm -hmm. Then you can go Dan Aykroyd to Spies Like Us where he stars opposite Chevy Chase. You know what? I hate Spies Like Us. With good reason. It's a horrible movie. I hate
0: Spies Like Us so much that until this exact second I had erased it from my mind. I wish I could. Yeah. I hate Spies Like Us. It's a bad movie. Chevy Chase is actually a good choice. Because besides Fletch, I don't really like Chevy Chase movies
1: that star him.
0: Yeah, yeah, right, right. The Chevy Chase Caddyshack. Right, 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 right. Caddyshack. Right. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not really a Chevy Chase. That's what I'm saying. So, like the
1: ones where he's right, right.
0: I'm saying right. The Chevy Chase vehicles. Right. Right. Like the National Lampoon Vacation movies. Have never done anything for me, at all.
1: Okay, the Christmas vacation one I did. Yeah. I remember finding funny. I I just, and I laugh at him in spite of myself in Three Amigos. I always forget he's the third amigo. Yeah, I and I I think they wish he wasn't. I always forget he's the th- he's he's
0: actually. You know, <laughs> Here's a theme that's going to come up again this, tonight. I actually don't get the Chevy Chase thing. Me neither. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I feel like people have been telling me Chevy Chase is a thing my whole life. But yeah. I've never really understood it. And, and then, I quite as kept, I didn't understand it on Saturday Night Live. I didn't understand <laughs> it on Saturday Night Live. Like, I always got him mixed up with Bill Murray. Because in my head, Bill Murray was the one
1: mm-hmm.
0: who should have immediately have been the breakout. Well, he wasn't there the first year. Well, he replaced Chevy Chase. Right. When I found out he replaced Chevy Chase, it just confused me. Mm-hmm. And then when I look at old episodes with Chevy Chase, like he's tall and he's an asshole. Yeah. Like that's his
1: whole... That's his whole stick. That's his whole shtick. And it gets over on uh, Weekend Update. So he, he gets that over. Look, but I'm Chevy that, Chase and
0: you're not. I've never understood why that was funny. I, I, just being a dick. So I, I've I, never. And then when he was on Community, I thought maybe he was kind of making fun of himself. But then the more you read about him behind the scenes of Community, that was actually him. Mm. So yeah, I've yeah, Chevy Chase is a good choice because I'm never looking at any I did like him in Fletch though. So there you go. Yeah, I like Fletch. See, and and I every once in a while can sit through Christmas vacation. So yeah. and three amigos. Three amigos is real good. But again, I always think three amigos well. <laughs> Actually, always think it's Steve Martin and Martin Short. Smart. Like I always forget he's the third amigo. He's the, he's the third one. Yeah, and
1: he's, the, and he's not Larry. He's just yeah. The he's, third he's guy. He's just a
0: third Amiga. He, he's he's Joe Besser. Yeah, yeah. Terrible. Saturday Night Live is a good pool to draw from. I thought you were going to go that 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 year with uh, Robert Downey Jr.
1: Oh yeah, Robert and, Downey Jr. And, uh, Gordon um, Godfrey. Gordon, I mean uh, like, Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. And Charles Rocket.
0: Yeah, that year. Mm -hmm. That was was a tough year. That was a very tough year. (laughs) It almost killed the show. Almost killed the show. (laughs) Almost killed the show. So,
1: yeah, no, I didn't go there.
0: All right. But very good, Vincent. All right.
1: Now it's time for us to get into our review that you demanded
0: (laughs) Netflix, You People. You People. We'll be back with the film review soon as we do something funky and have steps in it. Uh, 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 Ezra, (laughs) what are you after these days? Got a girlfriend? No. You don't like
1: getting pushy. Uh, Okay. Hearing the word pussy come out of your mouth does make me question whether or not I like it. Back again up in the. I'm never gonna meet a woman who understands me. I don't think I've heard of a man ever who wanted to be in a relationship so badly besides Drake. And I'm talking views Drake. They hear that loud. I feel like views Drake, alone on a building, dangling my legs off, wondering what it's like to feel companionship.
0: <laughs> oh, what
1: the fuck? What the fuck? What are you doing? Oh my Stop! You okay? But you're not getting five stars. You're yeah, is... an Uber driver. I mean, honestly, you guys are twins. Oh my God, wait, she really does look like me. I'm sorry, this
0: was insane. Let me make it up to you. You're dating a black girl? I've never felt so understood by somebody in my entire life.
1: Whether you like it or not, we kinda go together now. You're my boo, come on.
0: I'm gonna ask her to marry me.
1: Do you plan to talk to her family? Yeah, I just haven't had the chance to meet them. What's going on? Tell me about life. How are you? This is your white granddaddy come back and haunt me. What? Now this is my fault? <clears throat> so you want to marry my daughter? Yes. Yes, I do. Well, Ezra,
0: you can try. But they hate me. Can you honestly say that your family is excited to have my black ass in the picture? <laughs> oh
1: my gosh, you are so beautiful. I think. The police are fucked up towards black people. I like your braids. Thank you.
0: Exhibit had braids. Uh, We've built a pretty awesome life together. We just need to protect it.
1: Oh, so you're all Muslim? Very much so. I love it. This kufi that I'm wearing was actually a gift from the honorable Louis Farrakhan. Mm. Are you familiar with the minister's work? Well, I'm familiar with what he said about the Jews. You know what? Let's have dinner. What's the difference between me and you? You talk a good one, but you don't do what you're supposed to do. Your family, my family. I don't know how this is going to work. Well, we were technically OG slaves. Are you trying to compare the Holocaust to slavery? We the potatoes. Our people came here with nothing like everybody else. They're very
0: uncomfortable
1: conversation.
0: You kidding me? Did we me? ever figure out what happened with the potatoes Are you kidding the ETA me? on those? What's the difference between me and you? Hey, up! Uh,
1: what's up with white
0: cuz? Am I white cuz?
1: Well, I'm not. I'm white cuz, for sure.
0: You People, a 2023 romance slash buddy slash comedy is about a new couple and their families and how they reckon with modern love amid culture clashes, societal expectations, and generational differences. Directed by Kenya Barris from a script by Jonah Hill and Kenya Barris, you People stars Jonah Hill as Ezra, a man who has fallen in love with Amira, played by Lauren London. Their lives are complicated by their parents. London's parents, the always welcome Neil Long and Eddie Murphy, and Hill's parents, played by David Duchovny and Julia Louise Dreyfus. You people was the choice of Lynn Webb. Channeling you people, Lynn, mm-hmm. what do you have to say about you people?
1: This was a uh, very rough film to get through. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen. All right, um, it's a. A lot of people have a lot of time for Kenya Barris. Kenya Barris. Uh, most more popularly known and most popularly known as the writer and director and creator of Blackish yes yes. It was long running
0: abc uh tv sitcom and in the blackish universe it, yes Groanish Mixish Mixish right yeah um
1: and that was a show that you know a lot of people enjoyed
0: mhm
1: showed black families black life um Unapologetically black, Mm-hmm. but it was a show that over time it, it quickly wore out its welcome for me because it became maybe a hair too cute. Okay, and um, and whereas it was a show, and I'm speaking about Blackish primarily, that started. With trying to show not a super realistic world because it was a comedy, but at least have a, a grounded world of a black middle class family, mm-hmm. it quickly became just a whole lot of tropes with me that made no sense. Okay, like I tuned out on the show where you, when they said that the the grandparents who no longer were a couple were had moved in with the with the family. Okay. Um, And not because they were ill or sick. They were very lively, energetic you know, forward moving people. But just because. Right. And and to me, that, all right, you just moving in just because of the dictates of
0: the show. Sure. And you
1: want to have Lawrence Fishburne, who plays the father. Yes. Uh, and um,
0: Jennifer Lewis. Jennifer
1: Lewis. Which, and, you know, understandable. Understandable, but Okay, can we write something that makes sense? it sure. Made no sense to me. And sure. Then it, and then, as it just kept on going on, it just became more cute and cute. And I was like, I, I, I checked out on the show. Okay. God bless their success. Not hitting on their success. The show is no longer
0: for me. Sure.
1: And I never really got into mixish or mm-hmm. groanish. Mm-hmm. You know, God bless them for whatever they were. People said they enjoyed them. God bless. All right. But. The Kenya Barris um experiment it it wore thin on me with blackish and then I just couldn't take much more of him okay um you know after blackish he follows blackish by doing black AF yes on Netflix right which was basically to me he, he wrote and directed and starred in it mm- mm-hmm. but it basically was him. Trying to recreate Blackish, yes, and it was just did not work. He, right. he is not an actor, right? Um, and it, I was like, "Yo, this, this is this is not hitting for me either." And mm-hmm. it was more now. It's now it was tired Blackish, right? So and 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 I quickly grew um tired not only of his shtick but of th- the Of the look of a Kenya Barris production looks very slick, um, very almost like high definition uh, camera work. A lot of like super cuts, you know, in the middle to try to to try and set the scene before Mm -hmm. we go to another little scene. And and it shows quickly just became stitched together scenes as opposed to any one cohesive story story or narrative. Sure. And that is what is in play here, okay, with you people, okay. Now he writes this with Jonah Hill, yes, but it very definitely has a lot of the the uh, Kenya Barris uh, patois.
0: It feels it. like a Kenya Barris. It feels right.
1: like them. The, the, yeah, the, the, it really the rapid does. Fire, you know,
0: jokes. The yeah, jo-
1: the way the jokes set up, the way the scenes play out, it feels very much like a first draft Kenya Barris script. Um, And this is his feature film directorial debut. But he still more or less is doing TV. It's the same slick look. It's the same stitched together scene to scene after scene, which with not one real true engaging narrative to hold it together. At the end of... The the story posits Jonah Hill, a Jewish stockbroker,
0: stockbroker
1: um, slash podcaster,
0: right podcaster,
1: who falls for this young woman, Amira, mm-hmm. who is a costume designer.
0: Apparently, apparently, I think you get a scene with her.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, falls falls for her, and then finds his way that he wants to uh, marry her, and thus the, the 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 different families have to meet. He's Jewish, she's Muslim. Family's gotta meet. They've got all these cultural differences.
0: Hilarity ensues.
1: That's the premise. That's of the premise
0: movie. and the plan.
1: And that's basically the plan of, of this. And that basically is the plot of yeah. this movie. Yeah. There's not any real other overarching theme that they're trying to investigate here. If you want to say that there's um, religious differences between the Jewish and the Muslim Muslim faiths. Okay, but are they doing any real, true interrogation of them? No. No? It's all no. lip service, for yeah. the most part. Are they doing an investigation of the interracial thing between a white man and a black, black right. woman? Not really. No. There's some, lip again, lip service played to all this stuff, you know, but there's no real, true in, interrogation of it. Sure. Okay, then... Is there a, uh, is this at his heart, a romantic movie?
0: Hmm. No, not no, really. No, no,
1: and Because the first thing you need in a romantic movie is that you need your two leads that are going to be romantically inclined. Yes. They got to look like they like each other. Yes. They got to look like they're a couple. Yes. There has to be something that I think I, what did I learn in, um, high school chemistry,
0: chemistry.
1: There is absolutely no chemistry yeah. between Jonah Hill yeah. and Lauren
0: London, yeah, yeah,
1: at all. Yeah. And if you think I'm making it up, ladies and gentlemen, the kiss that closes out the movie <laughs> at the wedding, yes, is. Special effects. Yeah,
0: that's that's a true thing, folks.
1: It never happened. Yeah, it was
0: CGI. It was yeah. CGI. Yeah.
1: They CGI'd the wedding kiss.
0: Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent true.
1: Because there's no chemistry at all between these two people. Yeah, yeah. none. It, it, it makes absolutely no sense. Then, okay, well, what is the story? You you just mentioned it. Lauren London is a costume designer. We only get one scene of her uh being a costume designer and that's her going for a job and not getting it. Yeah. Jonah Hill we're introduced to his family. We're at uh, we're at the synagogue, we're at his job, we're at his podcast studio. Um He's got a, a what seems like a, a halfway decent job where he's stacked a lot of chips. He must have stacked a lot of chips because he's leaving that job to do podcasting.
0: Yes, and it's a podcast about culture, the, the, the culture. That like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
1: and and just... he and he's the lead of this podcast about the culture, the culture. Yeah, you know uh, that he does with his partner Mo, played by Sam, Sam uh, Sammy Jack. Yeah. Sam Jay. Yeah, Yeah. Um, that stretches credibility a great deal as a podcaster.
0: Oh, it's a lot of credibility being stretched <laughs> with this song.
1: Um, but just the fact that this, we are supposed to, to ride or die for this white Jewish 35 year old doing a podcast about the culture. The culture. Because. He realizes why he could never understand, he'll never know what it is to be a black man. Sure. I did grow up with hip hop. Yes, yes. I grew up with the culture. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. This is what formed formed who I am.
0: He did, and and, and certainly. There aren't many 35-year-old white men who grew up with hip hop, so he's a bit of a unicorn. Apparently, he's a bit of a unicorn, you can tell cuz he, he, jo- he wears Jordans.
1: He wears he wears sh- Jordans. He 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 shops at re- ridiculously overpriced places. sneaker stores. Sneaker stores. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why? Because he was a stockbroker. Yeah, I
0: don't know how many 35-year-old white men you've ever seen with Jordans, but I don't know, maybe you've never been outside. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please continue.
1: I, I mean, look, this this movie just, it, and it pisses me off. One of the beautiful things about a romantic comedy is the meet-cute. Do you know what the meet-cute is? Mm-hmm. The meet-cute is when the two couples, the couple first meet. Yes. Together, right? Well, the quote-unquote meet-cute of you people happens when Lauren London, who has just broken up with some boy. Yes. Leaves mm-hmm. and gets lost on her G- on her GPS. Yes. I, we don't know where she's trying to go.
0: It, it doesn't we, matter.
1: We were led to believe that she was going home. Yeah. Perhaps back to her parents, at least someplace where she already lived. Yeah. Right? From her boyfriends. But she needed the GPS. Yes.
0: Which got her turned around. Got her turned around.
1: Which makes no sense. So then it turns her around and next thing you know, she's in the parking lot out front of the brokerage firm where Jonah Hill works. Who just happens to be leaving at this moment. Yeah. We are led to believe that he's expecting an Uber ride out out front. Not because we saw him picking up an Uber, but because he gets into the back seat of her car it's expected that it's an uber it it's a, it's his uber all the you know oh my god this is this is my car i'm not their uber driver she looks like the uber driver all this type of stuff and then he says well hey 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 how about i'll show you how to get out of here because obviously you're lost sure he had no way of knowing that she was lost I, look because he had just gotten into the car and she had just pulled over. He had absolutely no reason to know that she was lost
0: you 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 are you, putting more thought into this than the script did
1: well i'm trying i am I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying i i wanted so much to like this. Cause I'm, I'm I don't mind Jonah Hill as an actor. Yes, I and like Jonah Hill on a lot of things that I've seen him.
0: I seen need, him I dim. need to know what these lot of things are. Like, well, I think he's great in the Wolf uh, Wolf of Wall Street. I keep hearing about him in the Wolf of Wall Street. You haven't seen it? I, I, you're right. I haven't. He's I have. good in the Wolf of that's Wall Street. That's what everyone keeps telling me. But the clips I've seen, I just <laughs> feel like people have been trying to sell me on this Jonah Hill thing since Super Bad, and I he's good. I, that's what y'all keep. I want to
1: like Lauren London. And I don't know whether or not this is just her not g- being given anything to do, because she's not given much to do. But what she's given to do, she's not doing much with. And then, you know, I love Neil Long. Neil Long is given absolutely nothing to do in this movie. Yeah,
0: I got a theory about that. Neil Long
1: ahead. maybe has yo yeah five lines. Yeah,
0: I got a theory, uh, and
1: I have a I have a, my theory about this is that. That is just basically stunt casting. They just wanted to put a name. They, they they found a name. Eddie Murphy approved it. Um, she gets to write off on her bucket list that she plays Eddie Murphy, the wife of Eddie Murphy in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Uh David Duchovny is in another movie.
0: Yeah. 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 And he
1: don't give me I think he actually had gets off some funny lines. <laughs> But they make no... They're from another movie. This movie is not that tone mm. at all. And then you get to Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Two excellent actors. Yes. Very funny people. Yes. Two people who reading the phone book... Yes! ...are, are funny. Yes! yes they are so so wasted in this movie. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is trying a little bit too hard to get a script that she you can tell she immediately realizes is beneath her and she's trying to get it over. And Eddie Murphy is he, he is not on cruise control. He is just sitting in the car. He is not doing anything, bringing anything to this movie and it makes sense because his character makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. His character, we talk about names that um, white people give black characters in their movies because yeah. they think that's the name we give His His name, what's his Muslim name? Akbar. Akbar. Yeah. Akbar. The, the, I think, I, I only hope that it was Jonah Hill that came up with that there and not Kenya Barris yeah, that came up
0: with But this. in your heart...
1: You know it was Kenya You know it was Kenya Barris. It was Kenya Barris. Yeah. You know it was Kenya Barris. The only person who really does not embarrass themselves in this movie is who? Mike Epps. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Because for what he's doing, it, look, Mike Epps is... He, 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 <sighs> Mike Epps is a good actor. Look. He's funny
0: in this movie. Look. Look, but
1: the rest of this movie is
0: such a waste of time. Look, everything you just said, I think, quite honestly, I think Kenya Bears has been stretched too thin probably since the second season of Blackish. Okay. Like, I 100% agree with you that it has been diminishing returns from Kenya Bears. Mm hmm. But I also know he's been doing a lot, and a lot of what he has done there's a there's a moment, you know, again, second maybe third season of Blackish, where his scripts seem more like sketches mm-hmm. than actual scripts. As you said, the 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 the, the great. Great problem of this film, which builds itself as a romance, as is interracial romance, in and interracial romance. What you have to buy is that this is a couple that will that is so much in love that they will go against all the societal forces against them. So you mentioned there is absolutely zero chemistry mm-hmm. between these two. I'm going to go along with this Jonah Hill thing. I've never understood Jonah Hill. I don't think Jonah Hill has any charisma. I don't think, you know, I don't think the Jonah Hill type is the type that I see, frankly, pulling women. (laughs) Like Jonah Hill, I'm sure does all right. But Jonah Hill type, (laughs) I don't get it. Lauren London. I love Lauren London. You love Lauren London. We all love what Lauren London has done for the culture as new, new, in ATL. Mm-hmm. But Lauren London ain't never been nobody's actor. Yeah, and 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 to have these two in the center of these thing of this thing is a complete mistake. And you're talking about the CGI. The script knows that this relationship is not one. That you can build a movie out of because they montage their courtship.
1: That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Which
0: you don't talk about after they get picked up in the cab and they have the meet cute, you don't actually see them get to know each other. No. The film fast forwards to now he wants to propose, Mm -hmm.
1: which I have to say. Well, it does take time for them to seemingly. Like the first time they have sex. Like you don't see the sex, but they're in the they're under the blanket. What is what, what, what is, what, what is that? Uh, is that two minutes?
0: No, I'm I'm just I saying. I mean, is it two minutes I'm, that you're talking about? I'm just saying. I'm saying it's... in a film about this relationship, the entire she gets in the car to he's talking about I want to propose, so I need to go talk to her parents. Is it not five total minutes?
1: It's not super long. You're right. You're right.
0: Yeah, absolutely right. You're right. And in the film's defense. I don't actually have a problem with that strategy Mm -hmm. because no one is coming to this film to see Jonah Hill, to see Lauren London, to see David Duchovny. I love her. You love her. Ain't nobody coming to this movie to see Julia Louise Dreyfus. People are coming to this movie to see Eddie Murphy. He is the selling point of this movie. And as you said, it is it is so criminal it is actually confusing mm. how Eddie Murphy is wasted in this film Much like you I admired the effort that Julia Louise Dreyfus put in and I felt like there was a ver- there's a version of this movie that digs a little deeper mm-hmm. that has somebody playing Lauren London's part who is, you know, frankly a better actor? Where it, it like there's something there about this super liberal white woman who has all of these blind spots and is actually racist, and it's almost a version of the white couple in in um Get Out, mm-hmm. but without the body snatching, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you can tell Julie Louise Dreyfus is up for that. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't get it, yeah, yeah. And then you get these long stretches of the film without Eddie Murphy or Julia Louise Dreyfus. I have to say, I think the product you get—you're you, right—that that, that it, it does seem like he's he's on cruise control. But you're I, talking about Eddie Eddie Murphy. But my read of that is that that is more of the fault of the direction. That's fair enough because I think Eddie Murphy is going for deadpan mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, which is is a very generous kind of performance where he's leaving space for the other actors, which as we've talked about, we talked about it on 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 an episode of um the, the class, class of 1989. 1989 there's there's a pattern of Eddie Murphy where he gets into a mode where he leaves space. For other actors, as you said, Eddie Murphy and Mike Epps, that is a glorious scene. Mm -hmm. My one actual laugh out loud moment in this film, Dion Cole plays a wedding planner.
1: Oh, yes, that's right.
0: And you can tell. That Deion Cole is just riffing and yep. going for, and Eddie Murphy is hyping him up mm-hmm. and going. And there's a line where Dion Cole says, and this is what this is the only thing I've repeated from this film since I've seen it. Deion Cole says he's got forty Tron suits. <laughs> he got forty suits that look like what the people wore in Tron, and if you got more than forty, they can't be in the wedding party. Cause and then <laughs> off camera. He said, because he says I have all these tron suits and I got them in different colors and y'all can wear them. And off camera, Eddie Murphy yells out, I want a red one. (laughs) I laughed so hard at Eddie Murphy yelling out I want a red one. But then the scene is over. I know.
1: So spoken of again.
0: So plot wise, the couple, of course breaks up. You know, there's always going to be a breakup. The film fast forwards three months.
1: Yeah, because the breakup, which you're
0: waiting for the entire movie, doesn't happen until the last third of the last third of the movie. Which is important because it fast forwards three months and then you know, of course, they reconcile. But they reconcile because Lauren London's father, Eddie Murphy, Mm -hmm. and Jonah Hill's mother, Julia Louise Dreyfus, Mm -hmm. apparently have formed this sort of begrudging friendship in that time and have decided to bring this couple back together. And I almost yelled at my TV, how in the hell do you tell me that Julia Louise Dreyfus and Eddie Murphy spent a considerable amount of time together Mm -hmm. and you don't show it? I know. How do you have Eddie Murphy and Julie Louise Dreyfus and you don't, as you said, show them at AHOP? They meet at AHOP. Mm-hmm. Just set up the camera. Yep. Miss Dreyfus, Mr. Murphy, we don't have no script. Y'all know your character. This is where it starts and this is where, this you where it ends. End. We just gonna run the camera. Go. It It is cinematic malpractice. Neil Long. The problem with Nia Long in this film is that Nia Long is supposed to be playing Lauren London's mother. mother. Again, love, you know, look, she was new-new in ATL, but Lauren London is Lauren London, and Nia Long is Nia Long. (laughs) And we joke and ha-ha and chuckle-chuckle, but there's a reason Nia Long is Nia Long. There's a moment in the film where Lauren London is with her girlfriends and her cousins and they're like the young, you know, they're young, they're Gen Z's and millennials. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the bachelorette party. And Nia Long walks up on them and gravity shifts (laughs) towards Nia Long.
1: That's true. That's very true.
0: You can't have Nia Long around Lauren London that much. That's true. Because she completely eclipses her. Mm Mm-hmm. But these are the kind of decisions that, again, I feel like there wasn't as much attention paid to just the moment to moment construction of the film. I know. You know, you talked about the podcast thing that doesn't make any sense. You talked about the depiction of Islam that doesn't make any sense. Do you know the two words that kept popping in my head when they were about these plot points that, you know. Jonah Hill is a 35 year old white man who likes hip hop culture, as if every 35 year old white man in America don't like hip hop culture. I kept thinking, this seems like something Tyler Perry would have written. Oh, wow. Like, I was like, has Kenya Barris been rich so long mm. that he is actually just out of touch with reality?
1: That's interesting. Like,
0: he just doesn't understand. How stuff works anymore?
1: Well, he doesn't understand human behavior, right? At least this movie doesn't give a uh, right a hint to that because there's something that happens, like they go through the whole movie, and the 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 blind spots of the mother Shelley, mm-hmm. played by Julie Louis Dreyfus, and the aggressive, I don't know what you want to call, assholeness of Akbar by Eddie Murphy. They're right there, right? The, The couple, they're dealing with this throughout the entire movie, okay? From all of them. And then it is at the rehearsal dinner for their wedding that both of them at that point realized, look, this can't go on. I am not going to take any more of this. You're talking about behavioral mal- malpractice. Um, we're not even gonna talk about what guy goes on a bachelor party with his with his boys and the father in law tags along, making no sense, because it's going to Vegas, and the boys don't realize that they gotta be on like, curb their behavior a little bit in front of father in law. Right. I don't even want to talk guys on that. So they decide at the at the um rehearsal dinner that they're both they independently decide they're going to stand their ground, and and Amira Lauren London's character has it out with um, Julie Louise Dreyfus, and Jonah Hill tells off Eddie Murphy, Akbar. This happens at the rehearsal dinner for their wedding. This is where they both decide to stand their ground. Yes, right? which thematically and narratively. Makes a little sense because look, we are about to go get married, so you need to deal, right? Or or not? Or not? Yeah, you know, or face the consequences. So that makes sense for them to do that. But then after they their scene, they both go to one another. Now, go off to the side, and they both decide now's the time for us to. End the relationship. Yeah, that makes absolutely no right. sense. Right,
0: it's just the movie needed them to this, do this. Just now, needed to break yeah. them up. Mm-hmm. This
1: needed to break them up. Yeah, and and that was another moment. I mean, by then I, I'm already. I was out about on the to movie. say at
0: that point. Yeah,
1: but it, but that made so zero sense, man. Yeah, um, and then th- th- you have to wrap it up with like the three months later and they actually Akbar and Shelley actually come to their senses because they are listening to his podcast which we show it's now like gotten bigger and looks like it's going to be like on a TV set or something right, like right, that right 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 i'm like get up yeah dude this movie just it it it's just really not a well done
0: yeah and it's again it's so frustrating you, you know you talked about I, I just talked about eddie murphy with L- julia louise dreyfus you, you mentioned eddie murphy with mike epps um i you know i just said about eddie murphy with with deon cole david DeCovney, i think is is actually a funny guy you know we talked about Neil long didn't have anything to do david DeCovney doesn't have anything to do there there are like there are actors and in, 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 in players here that you can do something with. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't understand why these are the pieces that Kenya Barris has, and this is what he decided to do with them. Like like you get the sense you you know, he's he's attained this level of success and prestige Mm -hmm. so that he can get eddie murphy to sign on to something you know you Mm -hmm. you know he wrote the script to coming to america so they have this relationship already i forgot about that julie louise dreyfus as you said a comic legend Mm -hmm. you get her, like you get her to sign on to something why am i spending all this time with jonah hill
1: and lauren london Well, Farrell Blackwell asked a very interesting question, and I see the people going on about it in the chat. Did we discuss the elephant in the room, that fresh coming off of coming to America, which was a flop, he says. uh, I don't know whether or not it was necessarily a flop, but we can discuss whether or not it was a good movie. Right. Does Eddie still have the comedy chops? And that I think that is a fair. I think that is definitely a fair question, because um, one of the things that I realized in coming to America, and even Dolomite is, my name is Dolomite. Eddie is in Dolomite. He's definitely he's acting. Mm-hmm. He's sharing the laughs with the with the with the ensemble. Right. right? And he gets some laughs on his own. But coming to America he definitely I think sleepwalked through a lot of that movie. Yeah. Um, And if we're arguing that he's sleepwalking a little bit through this movie because it was interesting in the beginning of this movie there's a scene where first of all you're Supposed to feel menaced when he walks into this cafe to meet meet his kids, and then when he sits down and his kids, he starts doing this this riff on what all the people in the um cafe, mm-hmm. and he's trying to do it in character, and like you said, I think he may be trying to go for a bit of a deadpan mm-hmm. delivery, uh um of the character, but it, but what he's doing also sounds like it easily could be. Eddie Murphy the comedian trying out a bit. Right. Okay. You might hear him do on stage. And while he's definitely in a in a different speed as he's delivering it, he ain't getting it over mm-hmm. at all. And there are moments in this movie where I think he's meant to get over some comedic moments and he's not really getting them over. Outside of that one scene you pointed out with Deion Cole, and he's good with Mike Epps. He's good with Mike Epps, but he definitely is the straight man with right. Mike Epps. Right. Because of th- that's how their character is supposed right. to be. But there are scenes where he's with Jonah Hill, especially when he takes Jonah Hill to like the the um the Crip barbershop yeah. and stuff. He's supposed to be and then the basketball court, he's supposed to be having some getting some laughs there. And I don't I don't think he really is delivering it.
0: Yeah, I think Eddie Murphy is a master comedian.
1: I don't know, man. I, don't, I, I, think, I think he is. And but that I, doesn't and mean I, that he I, hasn't lost his class And fastball. I
0: disagree with you. I think he slept well through coming to America. But I felt like he was going for something in here. And the script in the film. and,
1: the, and So, you, yeah. The, okay. Like, right. I think
0: a different director, you would have gotten something different in this.
1: Okay. And the reason
0: pushes him. And frankly, the reason I'm adamant about that is because of his performance in coming to America. Okay. Where I said, now that's this is him sleepwalking. Okay. And I actually think he's funny in Dolomite.
1: No, I do think. Yeah, he's funny I think in he's Dolomite. funny. In Dolomite. I think. Yeah. He, I think after that, he kind of like starts. Yeah,
0: I mean, Dolomite was what two years ago, three years ago. No, okay, well, three I mean, years is three years, man. I mean, all right, Janet Jackson. I know, you know, what have you done for me lately? But well, okay, it's not like well, he made something funny in '94, and okay, he ain't seen him. Okay, but Dolomite was supposed to be
1: like, like just like Dreamgirls was supposed to be like. Okay, the second comment right.
0: of, of Eddie Murphy, and it sure. didn't really take. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, right. I don't know that. I get the I got the feeling coming to America. He almost strikes me as like your uncle who does a trick that everybody loves and then you keep asking him to do the trick and the 37th time he does the trick. Like he does the trick but he's like you know he's just sort of walking through it and that's coming to America. And that's coming to America.
1: Okay, but but my argument and I think a lot of people's argument would be
0: that coming off of dolomite he should have made a different decision. He should have made a different yeah. decision. Well, I mean, that's that's different than he's not good at what he does. Well, he just I, makes bad decisions. I, I, which, that's something that has also been throughout his career. That's true. That is true. Yeah. That is true.
1: So would you recommend that people see you people? <sighs> oh, you know...
0: I want to because regardless of what we all we said, I actually, I actually pull for Kenya Barris, like I actually want Kenya Barris to win. Of course, he doesn't make it easy for me to want him to win. He does
1: not. I'm I'm gonna have to say an argument can be that he won. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I
0: yeah. I think you should skip this one. Yes,
1: a hard skip.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think hard this is a, pass. Yeah, I think this is a hard pass. I think this is this is at at the best moment. It is a pedestrian film, mm-hmm. and certainly there's too much to watch for you to waste time with a pedestrian film. Yeah, and oftentimes it it is amateurish and not well done. Yeah, so. There you go.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, ladies and gentlemen. Don't watch you people. You people, don't watch you people. Mm-hmm. All right. There you go. All right. Next, uh, before we tell you what we're going to be reviewing next week, well, we already told you we're reviewing a warm December.
0: A warm December.
1: Next week here on the Me Show Mission. And we will be screening it at the Bryn Mawr Film Institute in Bryn Mawr, PA as well. Next Tuesday, February 28th. We're going to be doing the show. We're going to be screening the film, how we're going to do it. Tune in and see. And then tell me. All right. (laughs) (laughs) The Michelle Mission Two Men, One Podcast, Every Black Film Ever Made. Go to MichelleMission.com and hit swag and check out all of the cool designs we have available for your download and stream pleasure by way of our good friends at T Public. You can leave us a voicemail, ladies and gentlemen, at 215-867-9666. Tell Vincent Lem what's on your mind. Email the Michaud Mission at mission at gmail.com. Like and follow us on all your social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Michaud Mission. Subscribe on YouTube. The Michaud Mission is available on YouTube. Um, subscribe to our show, which is going to look awesome spanking new in March. Cannot wait. And wherever you uh, like the Michelle Mission, please give us a five-star rating and a review because that helps people find our show, which is a proud member of The Pogglomerate. ThePogglomerate.com They make podcasts work and they are also the co-producers of the Class of 1989. Yes. Our new documentary series that you can subscribe to and follow on your podcast catcher of choice so you do not miss one episode when they debut March 6th. Go check out the trailer and tell us what you think. Because we think you're going to enjoy what we have to tell you. Alright. Next week of warm December. After that it's March. New home. Bigger, better things. <laughs> Onward and upward. Onward and upward. Until then, he's Vince, I'm Len, and in parting, we say.
0: We'll see you when it's time to meet again.